Life Audio. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Dana Shea, and you're listening to Real Relationship Talk. Thank you guys so much for being here with us today on this episode where we have my husband, Sean, as a guest. He's not really a guest at this point. Sean is... You're starting to become more of a regular on the podcast. Listen, you've been on the podcast two weeks in a row. You were on last week with Dan Purcell and his wife, Emily, and now today. So I wanted Sean, you guys, to be on the show because we are talking about what to do when your husband is not interested in working on the marriage. Now, Sean has a lot of wisdom, and I also have a taser right now. So if he says anything crazy, I am going to tase him because, of course, you've always been interested, right, in working on the marriage. Wisdom? Make me sound old. No, I make you sound wise. (laughs) Wisdom is not just for old people. (laughs) Wise, old. So what we are talking about today, Sean, I want you to think about a wife who she has been really trying hard in her marriage. She's reading all the books. She's going to all the conferences. She is listening to the podcast. She is trying to have conversations with her husband. And this dude is just not budging. He's not interested. He's apathetic. He's just like doesn't care. What First of all, would you say to her, like, what can she do? Is all hope lost? Is there something that she can do? Or is she just, like, given to maybe the fact that her marriage is always going to be stale and dry and boring? <laughs> That's funny. First of all, I'd ask, when did it start? When did you notice it? Then that gives you a kind of a baseline, like, what happened? Um, what caused it to get here? It doesn't happen overnight. Right. And are the things you're doing turning him off. Hmm. Explain. You know, you say you might be reading the books, trying to have a conversation. What What are these conversations about? If you're having conversations about trying to have about the relationship and he's obviously turned off, that's not going to do anything. But then what is a wife supposed to do if she sees that the relationship is in trouble, right? So mm-hmm. she's trying to have conversations with her husband about the relationship. So you're saying that that might be turning him off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because obviously he's already turned off or something. Mm-hmm. I personally think so. Maybe, you know, I think back to when early on in our years when we used to struggle, I would go like, can we just be friends? Mm-hmm. Do you even know the basic things about me? You know, like, what are the basic things about you and stuff? And because, you know, you change over the years. Right. So, you know, like for the longest I didn't know your favorite color had changed. And I still thought it was green and you changed it to purple. And I was like, when did that happen? Uh, like 10 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. You so, don't pay attention, brother. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, um, females want us to pay attention to them, but we want you guys to pay attention to us as well. I don't like when you call women females. Ladies. What yeah. would you like for me to call? Women, ladies. Females, just, I don't like that, but. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. All right. I hear you, right? So you're saying maybe she shouldn't focus so much on the problems of the relationship and start to build a connection with him again. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes. That's what you hear me say. You break it down. So, so. (laughs) Well, no, but that is true. And that, that is literally one of the reasons that I started the online course that I have from conflict to connection, because I think so many times we focus on the conflict and we think, okay, this is wrong in my marriage. I got to fix this. I got to fix this. And we go and it's a fix it mode. And Mm -hmm. men aren't the only ones who can go into fix it mode. Women can go into fix it mode as well. So when we're in fix it mode constantly, 
what we're focusing on so much is how do I fix this conflict and not how do I reconnect with my partner? Right, right. And you know, another thing um, for guys, we go through so much during the day. I mean, it's a lot on our shoulders, you know, in a way, you know, being out at work, dealing with people and just different stuff. And when you come home, you just want to relax for a second. Yeah. And so when it feels like some at times when you're out in the battle all day and then you come home to another battle, you just check out. Calling all wives. Make that all wives who want a more fulfilling marriage. Our next Thrive Wives group is receiving applications now. If you're tired of feeling like you're the only one working on your marriage, tired of making changes and seeing little to no results, tired of forcing yourself to love a man you don't always like, you need to join Thrive Wives. Thrive Wives is a safe and a supportive online group where you'll benefit from seasoned and wise marriage coaches who bring proven strategies to help improve your relationship. Build meaningful connections with like-minded wives on a similar journey and share each other's challenges and triumphs. This is your tribe. Apply today at danashay.com forward slash Thrive Wives. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash Thrive Wives. Spaces are limited and when they're gone, they're gone. So apply today at danashay.com forward slash Thrive Wives. Mm, that is a good point. I have to play devil's advocate for my ladies here, though, because she has also been in a battle all day and probably in a battle all night because the problems in her marriage, like for women, men, and I'm speaking in generalizations here, men have the tendency to compartmentalize. So we've talked about this before, the nothing box, how you guys apparently can think of nothing mm-hmm. and how you can compartmentalize. You got the work box, you got the home box, you got the wife box, you got the kid box, you got the money box. Women's brains don't operate that way. So in the middle of the night, she's thinking about all the problems in her marriage. When she's at work, she's thinking about work. Or if she's a stay-at-home mom working, she's thinking about the children, but she's also thinking about the marriage. So her mind has also been inundated with this battle. And then when she tries to engage to get nothing, Mm -hmm. that's almost like a slap in the face. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, so, so look, all right, so we're dealing with a dilemma here on both sides because you feel you sounds like a slap in the face, but you're punching me in the face on the walk in the door and blah, blah, blah about this relationship. I'm like, so how do we go from here? So again, that's why I go back to, do we, let's get back to the basis, let's build this connection over, mm-hmm. you know, what is something that interests each other? You know, what is something that interests me? You, you asking know, me right now? No, no, I'm just oh. in general. You know, like what is something <laughs> like, oh, that? Lord, you put me to the test on the podcast. What is something that he may like to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, and if you if you find that little thing, if you if you pay attention, that's gonna do a spark in him. So, oh, you you know you you care about me. You recognize something little like this. Oh, okay, and then you know whether it's I don't know, um, cutting the grass, working on a car. You know, okay, so. I'm a tool, you know, what type of tool do you like? You know, what, you know, something like that. Then that kind of opens the door for conversation and, you know, that, oh, well, this tool is this. And they start explaining it to you and then that could lead to other conversation, you know, it's give and take, you know? And so you're saying, you're asking me, what is, what do, 
women, ladies, you <laughs> right. do, Not you know, when the, when the, the guy is uninterested. So I'm just giving you little tips from that perspective, you know, like, yeah, both of us go through battles, but you ask me how to proceed when we seem uninterested. I get it. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Stay tuned and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you have not already subscribed, we will be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, Sean. So before the break, you were letting us know that if you are a wife who's struggling with an apathetic husband... You're saying that she needs to actually work on building the connection and relearning him and finding things that interest him. And I do agree with all of that, but I feel like there's someone listening and I have also felt this way in my life. It's like if you have a gunshot wound, right, and you go into the ER and you're like, I need help. Mm -hmm. I am in a dire situation here. Our marriage is falling apart. We are dying here. And the nurse says, did you notice that little scrape on your knee? I think you need a Band-Aid to put on that knee. And she's talking about the little scrape on your knee and you're like dying of a gunshot wound. Mm -hmm. It's hard for a woman to be like, okay, our marriage is really struggling right now, but I need to ask my husband about his hobbies. Let me ask you this then. When did ours like really start to take a turn when you took a step back? That is true. And that's why I agree with you, right? <laughs> you're You're right. You know, I think in our situation... I was trying so hard to fix the marriage, fix the marriage, fix the marriage. Read the book, Sean. Go to counseling, Sean. Do all these things, Sean. Get your spiritual life right to get, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. But I definitely agree that when I did take a step back and I started focusing on myself. Mm. There we go. I mean, that's both. That's in any relationship, you know, in any when you focus on yourself, mm -hmm. you become a better version of yourself. And then... Once you become a better version, you can work on other things. So break that down, because I think that that's easy to say, but it's harder to do. What does it look like in your mind? I'll kind of speak from my perspective, too. But what does it look like in your mind as a man? So let's take it back to when you were apathetic, right? You weren't really trying to work on the marriage. Were you happy or were you upset? Like, I don't know if I've ever asked you that before. Like, were you going through it, too, and just learning how to manage it? in front of people or were you just like, I'm good? A little bit of both. I mean, you know, I don't show emotions at all. You know, I just try and be even kill all all the way around, you know. We are going to speak against that <laughs> right now in Jesus' name. You are gonna um, start showing more emotions. But um for me personally, you know, it was 
I was going through a lot, you know. What really, um, that song I had you listen to, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that that I mean, it's, it's a realistic view of what a man goes to. I mean, like I said, we go through so much in our lives, and you know, and any little break we get, it's like a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to, you know, what I'm gonna just enjoy this moment because I'm about to go back into the fight. Yeah. And Sean's referring to, I don't know the name of the song, but I'll find it and I'll link to it in the show notes of this podcast. You guys can find that at realrelationshiptalk.com slash 213. But he let me hear this song on, isn't it the Hootie and the Blowfish guy? Darius Rucker. Yeah, him. (laughs) (laughs) So he, he, it's a good song. It's actually really powerful. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, dang. Like, that's deep, you know? So I get what you're saying about, you know, guys are in the struggle. They don't want to come home and have to deal with their wives, like, constantly badgering them. And and I don't think anybody should be badgering anybody. But I know from my perspective, when I started working on myself, what that looked like was, and it was scary. Like, honestly, it was scary because when you are so used to managing the problem, so you think, mm-hmm. or controlling the situation, when you take your hand off of it, you then have to trust God, like for real. Like, it's not just, oh, yeah, Lord, I trust you with my words. But it's like, God, I can't fix this marriage. I cannot fix my husband. I cannot make him love me. I cannot make him be faithful. I cannot make him be honest. I cannot make him do any of these things. But what I can do is I can focus on me. I was becoming a very a very bitter person. I was becoming somebody who was just negative. And that's not how I, that's not my natural disposition. That's not who I am. So I started becoming somebody who I was not. And I did not like that. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I didn't like it, you probably didn't like it. That mm-hmm. I wasn't attractive to myself. I know I wasn't attractive to you. Well, I know I was attractive to you. <laughs> no, but like, honestly, like I know, like when I started thinking about like, who am, who do I want to be? Like, God forbid you got hit by a truck and died. Who was I going to be that day? Who was I going to be? Like, what kind of woman did I want to be? Did I just want all of my emotions hinging on your emotions? Did I want all of my decisions dependent upon your decisions? Or, and I hate to say it like this because it sounds so like new agey, but like, was I going to take my power back? Mm. Was I going to realize, I guess a better way to say this is, was I going to continue to allow the enemy to steal from me? to steal my joy, my peace, my hope, my future? Or was I going to say, you know what? I get to show up in this relationship fully me. And I don't know what Sean's going to do, but I can't control what Sean's going to do, but I can control what I'm going to do. So I started being like, okay, you know what? I'm not reading the books just because like I'm reading this book, even though Sean won't read it with me, I'm going to read it for me. I'm going to listen to this podcast for me. I'm going to go to church for me. I'm going to build up my relationship with the Lord for me. And when I started to grow, I don't know what happened. I wish I had a formula for it, Mm -hmm. but it was like you started to change. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a secret. I'm going to give a secret away. Some guys may get mad, but um, when you nag and argue and, you know, little stuff and all that, we know we have your attention. Hmm. So, okay, you know, I'm going to keep doing it because you still, but when you start working on yourself, you start paying attention, you start becoming a better version of you, you know, okay, why are you not paying attention to me anymore? Why are you looking good? I don't know. Where are you going? You know, you're just looking good for yourself, you know, but it start. 
oh 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 i don't have that attention i don't have that hold on on you anymore mm. let me get myself together before mm. i am not together and i'm out mm-hmm. you know i'm replaced or something like that that's a good point, you know, and I think I wasn't really like in that stage. I wasn't thinking about anybody else. I wasn't like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna get right, myself right. together so I can, me and Joe Blow can have a relationship. It wasn't that. It was just, for me at least, I was tired of being, like they say, you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. Like I was so tired of always thinking about these problems that I could not change. Like, that's the thing mm-hmm. is that ladies, we cannot change our husbands. We cannot change right. our marriages, but this is the good news. And this is what I say often to couples that I coach, because I often deal with what I call solo spouses. This is what we, a lot of women who come to thrive wives, for example, are solo spouses. They're mm-hmm. the ones who are working on their marriages. They are the ones who are doing all the work. Right. Mm-hmm. And it can be very discouraging But one of the things that I, one of the analogies that I use often is I talk about this dance. So Sean, if you and I were going to a dance and let's say we were doing the waltz, right? So we knew how to do the waltz, right? (laughs) Which we do not, but if we did, we're doing the waltz. And let's say I change my step in the dance. Well, then you're going to be forced to change your step too if you want to continue to dance with me. Mm -hmm. So for that woman who feels like it doesn't matter what I do, my husband's not going to change, that is not true. When you change your step in the dance, then he has to change his step in the dance. Mm -hmm. And then the marriage or the dance in this analogy is going to change. So if there's a woman who is like, okay, what should I do? We say work on myself. What do I need to do to work on myself? What were some of the things that you noticed that I did to work on myself? I mean, you started doing individual therapy, one, and, you know, and I could really see a change, you know, at that time I was doing my own therapy as well, but, um. Hold on. I wasn't doing individual. I was in my group. Oh, I didn't know. Man, you were going there. I was so. somewhere. I was at some meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Good. She's out of this house. Leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, boy, it's funny. Well, you started doing, I mean, you did your therapy and you started reading on your own. And really, the the stuff I was doing didn't phase you anymore. And I was like, why aren't you saying anything? Mm. So after a couple of times, okay, like what's really going on? Like, so in my head, I'm like, are you about to be replaced place you're leaving <laughs> doing something you know yeah. so it's like okay all right let me get my stuff together mm-hmm. you know and you know unless if you really want the relationship and i'm not saying this works for everybody every guy but majority of guys once they see that they're not the priority mm-hmm and that you're working, you know, you're not out here running the streets, you know, getting other people and all that, but they, you're just not the top priority. They're going to, let me, what's what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Let me give me, because, you know, as long as I'm doing what I'm doing and you're nagging on that, I still got your attention. Yeah. I mean, and I think too, Sean, like, I just thought about this when you were talking. I think a lot of times like women, especially Christian women, we want our husbands to lead. We want them to be a spiritual leader. We want them to lead. But when you're holding the reins, like when you're leading, he can't lead too. So a lot of women who have apathetic husbands are like, I want my husband to step up. I want him to stop being so passive. I want him to like get some fire under his belt. But he's not going to do that as long as you're still doing all of the initiation Mm -hmm. of everything. Right, 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 right. And that's our story. I mean, you're definitely more laid back, you know, where 
I'm more kind of like assertive, you know, like, let's go for it. You know, I'm, I'm very much a self-starter and all of those things. And sometimes it takes you a, a little bit longer to, you know, to get the memo. And so I realized, I though, the memo, I'm just being wise. You like being you said, Oh, I see uh-huh, what you did there. Uh-huh. Mm, OK, I'm going to have to noodle. I'm going to have to noodle <laughs> on that one. My dogs are great. But I do think that when I said, you know what, if I really want Sean to take responsibility for his life, I have to let Sean take responsibility for his life. Mm-hmm. Like what you're doing is not my responsibility. Like it just isn't. And this was, I'm talking about infidelity, y'all. Like, I hope you understand our story. We're not talking about like, oh, my husband was, you know, staying out two hours late. No, no, no. (laughs) Like my husband was in full blown affairs. And so this is not easy at all. But for my own sanity, I think, and for my own just peace of mind and who I wanted, I wanted to be a whole woman. I didn't want, like, I think there's a difference between storms that come against you and then storms that break you. Mm. And I am not going to be broken. You know, Mm. one is my faith in Christ. Like, that's not even who I am in Christ. Like, I'm an overcomer. That's Mm. who Christ says I am. But then also practically, like, this man is not going to break me. And so I had to realize, like, wait a minute, like, you do not have to be this, like, emotionally, like, uh, you know, like, desperate woman who wants your husband. Oh, could you please? No, no, no. No, no. That's not what we're doing here. And on the same token, sisters, we don't need to be hardened either. Because I wasn't hardened, I don't think. I mean, did you feel okay? Well, maybe we need part two. (laughs) Do you feel like I was hardened though? Uh, Early on, I mean, at times, but yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think during the unforgiveness phases of my transformation, because I definitely had some unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. Oh, I prayed some prayers that the Lord, praise God, the Lord did not answer. Some prayers, had some hammers. You know, it's all good. I did some things. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I was definitely not in a good place at that point. But I think once I learned to forgive, which is why we talk about forgiveness so much on this podcast, because forgiveness tenderizes your heart. When you're holding on to unforgiveness, you are going to carry that grudge against that person. You mm-hmm. are going to, like, hate them. Like, I don't know if I ever got to a point where I hated you. What's the next level after hate? <laughs> Goodness gracious. No, I was just so, you know what it is? It's when you've been deeply wounded Mm -hmm. by the person that is supposed to love you the the most, Mm -hmm. the deepest, and you're deeply wounded. That elicits some emotion that I don't even know what the English word is for. Mm -hmm. But praise God that he had mercy on your soul. Wow. So, you know, we could belabor this point, but I think the, the what we're trying to say, ladies, is if your husband is seemingly, seemingly not interested in the marriage, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not interested. Mm-hmm. It might mean that you need to allow him to take some more ownership of his life mm-hmm. and you need to stop being the driver of all the things. Right, right. That doesn't mean that you don't still take care of yourself because that's just what we said, right? You got to take care of yourself. I was talking to a group of ladies earlier today and I was telling them that self-care, like that's such a a buzzword in the culture, self-care, self-care, but like literally self-care is, it's not necessarily spas and bubble baths and facials, even though that's great, but Mm -hmm. self-care is when you literally love yourself. It's when you stop watching TV shows that 
trigger you about mm-hmm. what the, I didn't watch Scandal. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. Like I would not watch Scandal because the whole show is about infidelity. And I'm like, why would I watch that? Why would I trigger myself when I'm going through the same thing right now? So there's certain things that I had to do to protect myself. And, you know, there are some friends that didn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Like y'all are triggering me. Y'all are not helping me to be the woman that I know that I'm supposed to be. So those friendships had to go. I had to start taking time for myself. And Mm -hmm. it's as hard as moms because a lot of times we feel guilty. Like if we're not always with our kids, I'm going on a weekend trip, you know, Mm -hmm. this weekend. I'll tell you about that later. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but like there are things that we have to do as women to take care of ourselves so that we can be our best. And I think when we take the focus off of all the things, and I hate to like, I know y'all feel like I'm trying to sell you on ThriveWise, and I am mm-hmm. partly because I know the difference that that group made for me. Mm-hmm. Like th- it wasn't called Thrive Wives, but the group that I was in made a profound impact on my life. I don't think that we would still be married today without that group. Mm-hmm. I really don't because I was able to be around other women who supported me, who encouraged me, who loved me, who they knew what I was going through. They can identify what I was going through. I didn't feel like I was crazy. I didn't feel like I was alone. And so, I mean, that group meant everything for me. And this is why I talk about Thrive Wives so much, because I know that there are ladies listening right now who feel alone and who feel like I am all by myself. Not only is my husband not interested, but like I was talking to a a lady the other day and she was like, I can't tell my best friends. I can't tell my parents what we're going through. Mm. I'm like, wow, that's, that's that's a problem because a lot of people think they can't say anything, but person your friend's probably going through the same thing and feeling the same way you know from the from the guy side of the perspective we are starting to find out like you're going through that too yeah and it's been refreshing a lot of times that's what guys hang out and talk you know and it's like man i'm going through this and going through that you know how you handle this how you dealing with that and stuff and that's where a lot of times where I, you know, able to share my story, you know, I don't go out looking, you know, fine, but it's just in gen- organic conversation. Speaking of ladies, ladies, do not try to find the guy for your, your husband. The guy friend. The guy friend. We should do a podcast episode. Do not, I mean, that is. No, like we really <laughs> need to talk about that because we got some stories. Yes. I got some stories of doing it all the wrong way and that mess backfiring on me. Hard. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so let it organically happen. You know, I mean, let it happen because <laughs> it will it will organically happen. Mm-hmm. So it'll happen, and you know, and if you see it happening, just let it happen. Don't yeah. don't call it out and don't you know ask all about it. You know, because he may have found a safe a safe space. Mm. So let him let him have that safe space. You know, especially if it's doing. You know, you see the positive coming out of it. And eventually he'll talk about it, yeah. you know, and they'll bring it out and stuff like that. So that's good. And, you know, you're talking about not trying to find the guys for your husband, like find the guy friends. But there are also <laughs> like prayers that women can pray. And mm-hmm. this is why we did our episode two episodes ago. I think it was episode 210 five prayers that you can pray for your husband. So ladies, if you are just struggling and like, you know what, God, I need your help. 
go listen to episode 210 because I'm giving you five prayers that you can pray for your husband. And one of those prayers is praying for his friends because his friends do have an enormous influence over his life. So all hope is not lost. This is why I want y'all to walk away from this episode knowing all hope is not lost. If your husband is not interested in the marriage or interested in working on the marriage, it's okay. Like it is not the end of the world. There are things that you can do and things that you should be doing. So I will make sure that I have the show notes to this podcast up. You can find them at realrelationshiptalk.com slash episode 212, I believe, um, or 213, sorry, episode 213. Just go to realrelationshiptalk.com. You'll find them there. And um, I do want to encourage you women who are feeling stuck or who feel like you need that support, which you do, join Thrive Wives. We are going to be starting in just a few weeks and I'm limiting this group to 12 women or less. And so it's not going to be a big group, you guys. Honestly, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You do not have to go through this alone. You do not have to struggle by yourself. Join a group of women, a community of women who are purposeful in their marriages and who can help yours to be everything that you want it to be. You can find everything about Thrive Wives at danashay.com slash thrivewives. And um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for um, also letting me know your struggles. Like this podcast is inspired by you. So the problems that I'm seeing with my clients, a lot of times will inspire episodes and the problems that some of you write me in and tell me about inspire episodes. So thank you so much for being with us, Sean. This was good. This was a good conversation. Thank you for jumping in at the last minute. I know I told you I'd give you 24 hours notice, but... (laughs) Uh, I gave you about 10 minutes notice. I appreciate you being here. And uh, thank you guys again for listening. Remember, as we end every episode and saying, a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye.